Do you remember the beginning of your marriage when your relationship was passionate, your connection was deep, your love was strong, and the sex was good? Remember that? Then the honeymoon was over, reality kicked in, and you found out that this marriage thing isn't as simple as it seemed. We are Kevin and Charmaine Lomax. We're going to take you on a journey through the good, the bad, and yes, the ugly sides of marriage. We'll bring you tools from experts in the field and tips that will help you strengthen your relationship. We'll be honest about what it takes to build a healthy one that will stand the test of time. When we learn how to love and make it a priority, this marriage thing is worth it. Hi guys, it's Charmaine here. I am solo today and this episode is called Why I Love My Husband. And of course, I can give you a long list of reasons why I love him, right? He's, he's amazing. He really is. But there was a time when I didn't even believe that men like him were out there, if I'm honest. And to understand what I mean, I'm going to take you way back, back into my history a little bit, into my past relationship. So my relationship before this one started out like a fairy tale. I remember people used to say, oh, does he have a brother? I hope, I wish I could find somebody just like him. You know, we were young and we were in love and nothing else mattered. I was bright eyed and enthusiastic about life. And I thought that we were going to grow old together. I had what I thought was the perfect marriage. And there were red flags, but they were small red flags, if there is such a thing. And well, over time, things started to change. And by the end of that relationship, I found that I was a completely different person. I lost myself. You know, I had compromised my values and sacrificed my self-worth. My self-esteem literally had bottomed out. And I had settled for life as it was. And, and believe it or not, I, even in that state, I was hopeful that things would turn around and get better. So I had become a shadow of who I once was. I had no trust left and no future, no vision rather of a future together. And all I wanted really in the end was to get out and feel safe. And you know, this is not to vilify my ex. Everybody has a past. We all go through things and he has his own story and his own cross to bear. And what I know now is that everything I went through, whether I was willing to admit, admit it back then or not, I allowed. I participated in it by allowing it to go downhill and by trying to change, quote unquote, who I was in order to fit into a mold that I wasn't meant to live in. So I was subservient and timid on the inside, but on the outside, when I was out and about in the world, I smiled, of course, right? As if everything was as good as it ever was. And I was dying inside. The truth was, um, I didn't even look the same. I remember seeing a childhood friend. Really, she's more like family. Her name is Margaret. And, um, you know, our families grew up together. So she's, she, she's like almost a sister to us. To my family and I and one summer I hadn't seen her in many years there was a, a, a an event in the summer and I saw her there and she 
she was she looked at me and she looked at me a little strange and she when she had a chance she pulled me aside and she said what happened to you she said you look terrible and I'm looking at her like how could she say that to me <laughs> I thought I was hiding it all but obviously um it was starting to seep through it, my my life that I thought was hidden at home was starting to show on the outside so the only thing that was holding me together really was my children and prayer and knowing somehow that God didn't make me for this so it couldn't be all there was for me right things had to get better so a long story short I made a decision to change my life and I got out it wasn't easy I know that sounds very simple but it it took making the decision and I got out needless to say after coming out of that I had no desire whatsoever to be in a relationship again I told God I'm good I'm not interested I do not care I need time for myself so I started to take the time I needed for myself and to get to know myself again. I knew I was still in there somewhere, you know, and um, over time I started to see glimmers of who I was before and I got small bursts of joy. Ah, oh, I mean, I, I, I still remember, you know, what that was like. And eventually I, I felt pretty strong again. My confidence was back. I had more clarity, my joy was back, and I could breathe. I remember just uh, feeling like I could breathe again. And I realized something. I liked myself. And then I realized, oh my gosh, I love myself. Imagine that, right? I found myself again, and I loved me again. And so eventually, I knew I was going to be okay. So this is when I had a talk with God. You know, me and God, we talk. We have conversations. I talk to him just like I'm talking to you. <laughs> we talk. So I had a conversation with him. I made an agreement with him. I told him that, yes, I believe in marriage. You know, maybe one day I would like to have a companion again. But I needed time. I needed to fully heal. So I said, when I'm 60 years old, I'll be ready. I'll have my life together by then and I will be ready. Just give me some time, God. <laughs> right? So I proceeded to tell him what my future was going to look like. And I went over this long list of qualities that I was willing to accept in a man that were an absolute must that's right, I did. I described to him the kind of man I would be interested in spending my latter years with. You know, one who first and foremost loves the Lord, one who is trustworthy and caring and confident and patient. And, you know, I had maybe 25 or 30 more things on the list. It just went on and on and on. You know, that, that was my desire. I knew what kind of man I would want if ever I was in a relationship again you know that was my my vision it was a vision of someone who I believed would deserve my time 
I had been working on myself and I finally saw my worth clearly again and I was not willing to compromise at all. This was it or nothing. And I figured that by the time I'm 60, the men I would meet would be older by then. So maybe they would be ready for a good woman. Makes sense, right? <laughs> so this is me telling God what I wanted. And after that, I left it alone. I went about my business, living life with not a care in the world. And I tucked all that baggage away, all my past and all my baggage away. And I continued with life. It wasn't exactly easy, no, but I had peace, you know, I, I felt good and, and that was enough. All right, so I had a plan, <laughs> right? Now there's a saying, we plan and God laughs. You ever heard that one? Well, God obviously had his own plan because he sent Kevin into my life. Now, when Kevin asked me out on that first date, I was like, sure, you know, he seemed nice enough. I was open to dating, of course, on my terms, but okay. And then something started to happen. I, I planned to go on a couple dates with this guy and move on because I was not at all interested in, in committing to anyone. <laughs> and, and God laughed, right? I could hear him laughing. <laughs> I was so confused. I, I was like, Lord, wait, what happened to our agreement? How is it that this man comes into my life and has all these qualities that I told you I needed and wouldn't compromise on. But uh, you know, I, I'm I'm not 60. I'm not 60 yet. Where where did this guy come from? Do you know that song? There's a song by Deborah Cox. I think the name of it is How Did You Get Here? I'm not gonna sing, I'm not gonna do that to you because I'm no singer, but the lyrics go, it, it, they say, how did you get here? Nobody's supposed to be here. You know, I've tried that love thing for the last time. My heart says, no, no. <laughs> anyway, I'm not gonna sing, right? But I would have this song on in my car at full blast, just singing, how did you get here? Because I was just so bewildered. I just couldn't understand where this man came from and how is he what I was looking for because I wasn't looking for him right now <laughs> right so anyway I was not ready and God was laughing right so this man comes into my life he sweeps me off my feet and and I'm looking for the red flags I'm looking I recognize them now and I couldn't find them right then I had a thought. I was like, oh my gosh, what about my red flags? I had major baggage. You know, Kevin didn't seem to mind my baggage one bit. He was unbothered. From the start, he loved me just as I was. He loved me for me. He loved all of me. And believe me, I, I put him to the test. I showed him who I was, and he learned about my past, the good and the bad and it did not faze him. So I had work to do. You know, here was this good man um, that I didn't know would show up when he did. And I needed God to deal with my heart. So I let that happen. God dealt with my heart and literally piece by piece put it back together, unpacking my baggage one piece at a time. It was a journey, but 
you know, I didn't believe I could fully commit to this next relationship without dealing with what I had gone through. I was determined to be healed and whole before moving forward. And Kevin loved me through every step of it. He was patient, he was compassionate, understanding, and he planted this vision of our future together in my heart. He had a vision, he gave it to me, and his love was like a covering. My guarded heart felt safe with him, and that made me believe again, believe in, in love, even though I wasn't 60. Okay, here it was. Now, when I would tell him that he showed up in my life way sooner than I planned, Kevin would just laugh. Just like God was laughing, now Kevin was laughing. <laughs> yeah. So, before I could ever be ready for this relationship, I had to go through some stages in life, right? First, I had to surrender. Then I had to allow my heart to break and acknowledge my life was broken and then I had to go through the healing so step one the surrender I surrendered to what was and admitted that my past relationship was not healthy and I decided to stop making excuses at that time I made the decision no more making excuses for other people's behavior and not even for my own behavior see it for what it is okay and to this day when people show me who they are, I believe them. The first time. That is a hard lesson learned and one I will never forget. And number two, the breaking. I acknowledged that I was broken. Boy, was I broken. And I didn't even recognize myself. And I made the decision. And I keep saying make a decision because literally I have learned that in order for things to shift or change I have to make a decision that they will be so that things will be so so I made the decision to put myself first again and to get to know myself again and um, that was not easy you know the, the amount of tears I shed oh, I took the time to mourn the past failures in my life and then step by step I moved forward with forgiveness and forgiveness for myself as well and number three was the healing now in order to fully heal I surrendered all that I am and all that I have to God and trusted that he would guide me forward and he did only as he could do I mean what he presented me with what the what he has given me is is better than anything I had ever imagined. It was even better than my list. <laughs> oh, yes. And then I made a new agreement with God. We had a new talk. Yes, we had another heart-to-heart. -heart. I agreed to love this man he brought into my life wholeheartedly and with reckless abandon, trusting that this new kind of love that he was showing me which was strong and tender and deep and precious and safe and true was just for me. Is our life together perfect? Of course not. We have challenges and we have ups and downs just like everybody else, but what I know now is that my husband didn't just show up by accident. 
He's part of my overflow. He is a blessing that God set aside for me when I didn't even know what I needed. A man who knows how to love. And so this is why I love him. This is why I love my husband. He is one of the great joys of my life. I was made for him and he was made for me. And women, I, I wish this same kind of love for you. If you are single, do not settle. If you do, you will be settling for the consequences too. And if you're engaged, I pray that you will get good counsel and start your life on a foundation that will set you up for a long, fulfilling, and loving marriage. And if you're married and you have a loving husband, ah, oh, I'm so happy for you. And if you're married and you say your husband is not loving like that, I believe that transformation can still happen. When both of you are working towards healing, it can happen. But let it start with you. Let him see the love, the strength, and the fortitude in you. And if he never sees it, move toward greatness anyway and give it to God. Cover him in prayer and move forward. God's will be done. What is for you will be yours. Believe that. So that brings me to the end. Thank you for listening to episode 7, Why I Love My Husband Today. I hope you enjoyed. Stay blessed. Do us a favor and review us on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you listen on. If you give us a 5-star rating, we might just shout you out on one of our future episodes. And if this episode resonated with you, take a screenshot and share it on Instagram or Facebook and tag us at This Marriage Thing. Until next time, peace and love.